talk to you about your future. Uh, and, I, and I want everybody to say, we are well able. Come on, I want you to say it loud. We are well able. I want you to say it like you are convinced. We are well able. And I want to talk to you about your future. I want to talk to you about that. So in the book of, of Numbers, we see, um, we see Moses standing at the brink of Canaan with about three million Hebrews. And we see that they are at the brink and the place of their future. Their future. For 400 years, they were in slavery. And now they're at the brink of their future. From 1619 to now is over 400 years. And a lot of us are at the brink of our future. So many people have paid the price before us. So many people have died in the faith before us, never seeing the promise. They died in the journey of 400 years. But we stand now as sons and daughters of those who received the promise. And, and now Moses has all of these that are at the brink of the promise. And they're about to cross over into their future. Somebody say, I'm about to cross into my future. But my question is, what does your future look like? Have you taken into account what your future really looks like? Or are you just going on the sound bites that come from the pulpit? I got a future, I got a future. Got a future. What does your future look like? Man, it just got so quiet in here. What is in store for you in your future? Not just your spiritual man, but your natural man. Because as they're standing at the brink of Canaan, it's not just a spiritual promise, but it's to take them into a natural promise. Amen. They've seen spiritual manifestation after spiritual manifestation. They've seen for 40 years, they've seen God work on their behalf to get them into their future. And their future is for their natural man to flourish. To take them out of the slavery and the bondage of Egypt and to put them in a place that they can call their home and a place where they can grow and become a people again. I don't hear anybody. A place for their children and their children's children and their children's children's children. It takes a spiritual happening to get you into a natural prosperity. And it also takes natural responsibility. Yeah. And let's read real quickly because I'm at 16 minutes now. Let's read real quickly. And the Lord spake unto Moses saying, Send men, send men that they may search the land of promise. You've got, to, you've got to take evaluation of your future. Send men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel, of every tribe of their fathers, shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran, all those men were heads of the children of Israel. Go down to the, to the next, I think it's verse 17. Hallelujah. Jumping down to verse 17. And Moses sent them to spy out their future. Moses sent them to spy out Canaan. 
and said unto them, Get up this way southward and go into the mountain. Hallelujah. Come on. Work with me. Next verse. Come. There you go. And see the land, what it is. See what the promise is. See what the future is. And see the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak, because you're going to have a responsibility to purge that land. Hallelujah. Whether they be few or many, and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be a good land or a bad land, and what cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or whether in strongholds or houses, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be ye of good courage. Don't be afraid of your future. No matter what you find ahead, there's a promise that outweighs the trouble. And bring the fruit of the land. Now, the time was the time of the first ripe grapes in Canaan. So they went up, searched the land from the wilderness of Zin unto Rahab. And men, as men come from Hamath, and they ascended by the south and came unto Hebron, where Ahiman, a here we go, Ahiman, Sheshia, Sheshai, and Talmai, the children of Anak, where the children of Anak were, thank you. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. And they came unto the brook of Eshel. And they cut from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bear it between two upon a staff. And they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. The place was called the Brook Eshel because of the cluster of the, 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 the amount of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they returned them searching. And they returned from searching from the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to, and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land, showed them their future. And, told, and they told him and said, we came unto the land whither thou sentest us and, and, and surely it flows. Our future is ripe. Our future is ready. The promise is true. It flows with milk and honey. Amen. And this is just a portion of the fruit of it. Yes. Nevertheless, how can you see such a bright future? and then cast an aspersion of doubt. Nevertheless, the people are strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, giants. The Amalekites are there too. They dwell in the land of, of the south. And, and the Hittites are there, and the Jebusites, and the, Amor and the Amorites, they dwell in the mountains. 
And the Canaanites, they dwell at the sea by the coast of Jordan. We're sure all of our promise is replete with problems. All of our future has some serious situations. So we're not able to go in there. As you read further down, they said, but, but, but there are giants in there. And we are like grasshoppers to them. We allow the challenge of our future to cause us to shy away from the promise. Everyone's future has a challenge because you get nothing without responsibility. You get nothing without responsibility. There's no promise that God makes that you don't have to apply your faith with works. Every promise of God comes with a problem to conquer. Joseph gets a promise from God that the sun, moon, and the stars would bow down to him, the sheaves of wheat would bow down, and he rejoiced, but he didn't count the problems. Because when he saw this and, and, and divulged this to his mother and father and his brothers, and his brothers, they all got angry. Hallelujah. But his father had enough spiritual wisdom to know that there's something happening with this boy. But it led him into a series of problems to get to the promise. But you've got to be responsible enough for your future to trust God and endure hardness like a good soldier. I don't hear nobody here because this is not a message that makes you happy because who wants to hear that my promise is replete with problems? But God doesn't give you a problem that you can't solve. I don't, oh, 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 oh. God doesn't give you a promise without giving you the power to handle the problem. So if you, if you, if you, if you got a promise of God and you rejoice over it, and then it seems like there are brick walls all around you, hallelujah. Well, you're looking at Amalekites and you're looking at Amorites and you look at Hittites and Jebusites and you look at Anak, the sons of Anak, you're looking at all these things that are around. But I thought you promised me this. I did, but not without work not without responsibility. I don't know where we got this genie in the lamp Jesus from. I don't know where we got this twinkle of the nose and the blinking of an eye Jesus. It don't work like that. Whatever Jesus says, you've got to apply faith and works to it. <laughs> Pastor Elder, do you notice how people are just really slow to clap? Because we don't want to work. Work is a four-letter word to us. But there's a responsibility that we are lacking, expecting, we have an unrealistic expectation of the magic of God. Magic that, all you got to do is rub that lamp. And all you got to do is rub that lamp, Bano. Mr. Aladdin, sir, what will your pleasure be? That's how we see Jesus. Amen. Because if I just, if I'm naming claiming up, it doesn't work like that. Because you're going to get, in order, at the brink of your promise, at the brink of seeing everything ahead of you, there's going to be a problem in between it. And how you handle that problem is going to be key to how you succeed or fail. Oh, y'all still got a low over here. Y'all low, y'all low. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I, want, I just want to snatch the fantasy away from you. And I want you to understand that this is not magic, this is faith. And faith demands work. If you believe God, you got to get to work. I don't hear anybody here. And so after the 12 spies come back and they bring the proof to Moses and the children of Israel that this place is overrun with provision. This, our future is, our future can sustain us. You got to believe that your future is ready to sustain you. That your struggle of today is going to pale in comparison to the prosperity in your future. I don't hear anybody here. That the things that you're fighting with today and you can barely see your way through with today, this is just a spar. You're just sparring. You're just teaching yourself. God is teaching you faith because you're about to overcome this and walk into your prosperity and everybody will see you're profiting. Y'all, y'all, y'all. I can't tell you to turn around three times and clap your hands and jump up in the sky and it's going to come. I can't tell you to grab the lever, grab the lever, put it, money coming to me now. I'm not telling you that because that's fantasy. The only one that helps is the false prophet that tells it. Amen. Because when he gives you the false prophet, you prophecy, you just get so excited you empty your pockets out. And that's all they're trying to do is get, they're trying to hit your, they're trying to get your bag. They're trying to get your bag. If you don't know what I'm talking about, ask your kids. They're trying to get, that, get your hand out my pocket. They're trying to get their hand in that pocket. Amen. And, and all these prophecies, and he's going, he's going to give you, then 20 days you're going to receive, and you're going to, all that stuff with no responsibility except to give me your money. Amen. I'm sorry, I'm on my soapbox right now. But you got to get to the point of understanding that you are key in this miracle. You are key in this promise. For the promise of God is yea and in him amen. But then you've got to be responsible to do and believe and to work toward what God said. Well, if it's a miracle, then why should I have to work toward it? Your faith has got to be put to the test. Amen. In order to see what God say manifest, you've got to believe to the point where you work toward it. Oh, y'all, 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 y'all. I want y'all to understand, sis, I want you to understand, they don't like the, the fact that it takes some effort takes effort. If you receive a promise of God and do nothing, you're going to squander everything. Give me Isaiah 54 and 1. Give me Isaiah 54 and 1. I'm going to get into ha in four more minutes. Give me four moments. I'm going to get into, I'm going to get into ha and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to get them. Give me Isaiah 54 and 1. Sing you barren people. Sing you who did not you, you whose miracle hasn't happened yet. Sing that you that are barren, sing. Break forth in singing. Cry aloud. You that did not travail with child or come through with your miracle. For more are the children of the desolate 
than the children of the married wife. These are analogies saying that those who have not brought forth yet, what you're about to bring forth is going to be greater than those who have brought forth already. Oh, now, now you're responding because it sounds like magic, don't it? Oh, he's going to give it to me. He's going to give it. He's going to give it. He gonna give it to me, but not without you doing something. He said, more are gonna be the children of the desolate than those, of the, of the, than those who are married, saith the Lord. What does the next verse say? Now you gotta do something. You got the promise, but now you gotta do something. You got the promise, but now you gotta put some effort into this. You got the promise, but now you gotta make preparation. If you don't make preparation, you're going to squander your opportunity and your moment. God help me. When I said sing old Baron, ah, ah. break forth and sing it. But now I say you got to enlarge, you got to enlarge. Then everybody says, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Because with the kingdom comes responsibility. I got two more minutes. With the kingdom comes responsibility. Can I ask for grace? Can, 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 can I? Listen, listen. Can I ask for just 10 more minutes? Can I? Can I? Because if, if I stop at two minutes, you won't get it. If, if you'll give me 10 more minutes, scream. If you'll give me 10 more minutes, scream. Thank you very much. For the rest of you, <laughs> take it. You have got to do something. You have to, somebody say, I have to do something. You have to enlarge your tent based on the promise that you received about your future. You got to start making some adjustments in your life based on the promise of your tomorrow. You gotta make sure that you get yourself ready today to move forward. Not just walking blindly, but walking purposely. Purposefully knowing that there's something ahead that you have got to be ready for. So you've got to enlarge your tent. Hallelujah. You've got to stretch forth the curtains of your habitation. That means you've got to make room for your future. I don't hear you here. And he said, I don't want you to get so nervous and I don't want you to get so concerned about the effort. Do not spare the effort. Do not spare the strength. Do not spare the time. Spare not. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. You have got to do this in preparation for what's coming. If you sit back speaking in tongues, you will be blessed by God spiritually and broke as the Ten Commandments. I'm, 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 just, I'm just telling you now because your prosperity is based on your faith and your faith has got to be coupled with works. Amen. And you have got, put 10 more minutes on that clock, and you have got to believe. You have got to believe that you have the capacity to achieve everything and to, to overcome every obstacle. 
You don't run because there's a giant of sickness in the way. You don't run because there's a lack of provision in the way. You don't run because there's fear in the way. You don't back up because there's a giant in the way. You understand that I am well. Whatever I face, I am well able to take this thing out. Whatever it is that stands in the way, I am well able to knock this thing down. I didn't get this far to stop. I didn't come through all this wilderness to get to a point of no productivity. I refuse. I refuse to accept that. I refuse to believe that. I believe that if he brought me to it, he'll take me through it. I am well able. Somebody how I'm able. No, no, no. I know God is able, but we've got to believe that he gave us this situation to prove that we are well equipped, that we are well prepared, that we are well able to conquer every giant. And going back to Numbers, oh, Rabbi, Numbers, the 30th verse, 14th chapter, 30th verse, whatever that was. Holland, 13th, 13th. And Cable said, Caleb said, Caleb said, and still the voices of the people before Moses. Caleb and Joshua, they were part of the 12. 10 came back with a bad report, but carrying the fruit to prove that God was right. You're carrying the faith that proves that God was right, but then you counteract it with a bad report. I know God said, but the doctor told me. I know the Lord said, but I don't have enough. I know the Lord said, but I don't think I can do this. You got the proof of the word. But it's how you respond to that word that will determine whether you get the promise or live in the problem. I got news for you. I ain't come this far to live in the problem. I have fought many battles before and I will win this battle as well. But I'm not going to be at the brink of my promise and my prosperity and then fail in my faith. Satan, you are a liar and you're messing with the right one. Because if I won before, I will win again. You better hear what I'm telling you. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, what giant can be against us? What sickness can be against us? What fear can be against us? What lack of provision can be against us? I declare unto you this day that you do not have to bow to your problems. Stand up and get a stone in your hand. If you got a stone in a slingshot, know that your giant has got to fall. in this room if you got the jawbone of an ass know that this lion can be killed you have got the power of God because the promise of God comes with the power of God did you hear what I said the promise of God comes with the power of God but if you look at the problem before you then you will forget about the power that comes with the promise I'm, I'm three minutes over my ten minutes. And Caleb said, 
he stilled the voices of the people before Moses. And he said, y'all come on. He said, y'all come on. You talking about a few giants? There are three million of us. You forget. You looking at a mountain, but you forget that there's more for you than there are against you. You looking at a sickness, you looking at a problem, and it looks real big until you turn around and look at who's behind you. <laughs> Take your eyes off your problem and put your eyes on God. And God is bigger than your problem. God makes your problem look like an anthill. And you better believe that God is on your side. God tell him, I'm He said, let us go at once. And let's go and possess our future. Let's go and do what God told us we could do. Let's go and get what God told us we can have. Let's go and possess what God has promised us is ours. This is our future, our inheritance. Hallelujah. This is the legacy that we're going to leave for our generations. I refuse to let a problem stop me from prospering. I refuse. I'm greater than this problem. I can handle this problem because me and God are a majority. Y'all don't hear me. Whatever enemy is there, I got the power to bind it. And whatever I bind on earth, whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth is loosed in heaven. I got news for my enemies. I got news for my mountains. One can chase a thousand. If Caleb can hook up with a Joshua, two can put 10,000 to flight. My problems can't handle me because God doesn't do math like man does math. One plus one means victory. Y'all better hear what I'm telling you. One plus one means I'm overcoming. One plus one means that I'm healed in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't hear nobody here. And I'm finished. Caleb said, let us go up at once. I didn't, Caleb saying, I walked for 40 years in this. Caleb said, listen, I walked for 40 years. I'm 80 years old. I, I, I started off as a young man and I saw how people's lack of faith had us going around in a circle around one mountain for 40 years. I'm not about to repeat that. Yo, Moses, when we started, yo, yo Mo, when we started, you, you, you was 80 years old, man. And we walked in this thing. We walked in the, we walked these streets. We walked these streets for 40 years. I'm not about to die without getting this. I'm not about to die without seizing the promise. <laughs> I, 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 I walked and my shoes never wore out. I walked and my clothes never wore thin. 
I walked and I saw the manna come from heaven. I walked and I saw the quail come. I walked and I saw the water come out of the rock. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I walked and I saw these things take place. I walked and I saw a Red Sea part. I saw the dry ground and we walked across. I walked with you and I saw Pharaoh's army die. I don't hear anybody here. And I'm not going to go through all of that just to get to the promise of my future and fall short. We are well. Let's go and destroy some giants. Let's go and kick some people out of here. Let's go and possess the property that belongs to us by right by God. In the name of Jesus, let's go up and kick the devil in his. Let's go up and deal with this demon. Let's go up at once and handle this giant of cancer. Let's go up at once and deal with this heart situation. Let's go up right now and deal with this blood issue. I command in the name of Jesus that you rise up in your faith, that you grab, grab a hold of your confidence, that you be encouraged, and that you know that your God is on your side. We are well able to make it through this situation. We are well able to see the miracle of God come. We are well able to pull down strongholds. We are well able to cast down imaginations. We are well able to see God do great things through us. We Believe that, give God a praise here. On scorpions we are able to have power over all the power of the enemy you don't hear what I'm saying we are able to jump run through troops to leap over walls we are able to conquer and to have victory I'm trying to tell you something don't you let your future pass you by you are responsible to rise up in the face of problems and to fight the good fight of faith and to declare your victory victory in Jesus victory in your faith for this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith my faith is gonna bring about the substance of the things I'm expecting my faith is gonna make evident the things that I cannot see but God promised me I will not be denied and I will not be slowful I will get to work and see my future ahead of me for every promise of God in Christ is yea every promise in him 
want you to take a hold of faith and go into your future. And I want you to see God work. Hit three people and say, watch my God work. Watch my God work. Everybody standing. Everybody standing. tomorrow head on I am well able to see doors closed open I am well able to say oh, I am well able to conquer this thing that's come to conquer me if it's a fight they want it's a fight they get but my victory is already sure I'm already victorious I'm already more than a conqueror. I'm already triumphant. I'm, I feel like preaching and my time is gone. Let's hit somebody say, I'm able to handle this. I'm, I'm, I'm able. I'm not no easy kill. Devil been trying to kill us since the day we called on Jesus. But look at someone and say, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here. You've been trying to knock my faith out since I started believing. But instead of my faith diminishing, my faith has grown. <laughs> everything, everything I've gone through has increased my belief. Because I've been able to see God work. I've been able to trust in the Lord. And my giants, they're dwarfs compared to my faith. My stature may be low, but my faith is high. And every problem is dwarfed by my faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On, on Thursday, I sat on my bed, and depression came, not in a wave, but in a tsunami. In a tsunami. And I'm just telling this because you overcome by the word of your testimony. And I'm testifying because I overcame. I sat on my bed, and I got, I got to the point of, you know, I... I don't even know why I'm still here. Imagine that all the accomplishments, all of the victories and all the successes, all the renowned accolades and all the achievements, sitting in, in luxury and, and all of a sudden it hits you, a wave, a tsunami hits you and it hits so hard that you couldn't come out, I couldn't come out from under it. And there was nobody for me to talk to because you can't show your weakness to anybody because, you know, you pastor. So you can't just call somebody and tell them, you know, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wishing that I wasn't here. 
You can't do that. Can't call my sisters and tell them that because they don't they're not they don't have the capacity to handle that. The thing is, you know, just hey, buck up. And sometimes you it's not just hey, buck up. Amen. Well, I'm praying for you. That, that, that runs thin. And so the, and, and the enemy cordons you off and makes you feel like there's nobody you can talk to. There's nobody you can talk to. You can't call Bishop because he's gonna say that that's weakness. You, you can't call apostle because they're going to prophesy. Amen. And you're sitting there in this loader bar. You're sitting there and you're saying, this is too much for me to handle. Hallelujah. It's too much for me to handle. And there's nobody to handle it with. There's nobody on the other side of this bed. There's nobody that can assuage this feeling. And that's what the devil tells you. And you wind up rehearsing what he said to you. Thinking that that's your thought. But that's not really your thought. That's the thought of the enemy infused into your mind. And after a couple of hours, hours, a couple of hours of just saying, okay, God, well, It'd be better if you take me. Then you get to the nevertheless. You got, you, you got to get to a nevertheless. Because at three o'clock in the morning, there's no therapist you can call. Hallelujah. There, there's no office of a psychiatrist or psychologist that's opened. So you got to go to the wonderful counselor. You got to go to the wonderful counselor. And you got to sit back and be honest with him. God, I don't know what this is. And then you come to and say, I do know what this is. Wait a minute. I do know what this is. Why am I letting these thoughts invade my mind and then you get up even though you don't feel like it and you turn your bedroom into a sanctuary and with a heavy heart and with a heavy heart you walk around your bedroom and you declare your victory even though there's still nobody there you know that there is somebody there and you walk around until that spirit of depression has got to lift up off of you and a spirit of joy and an undeniable spirit of joy comes in and you find yourself dancing around no you're not crazy this praise is because you're victorious and you're twirling around in circles and you're saying our God is an awesome God he reigns from heaven above with wind 